Amen. Thank you, worship team. So glad you've joined us today. So glad to see you, church online. We see you. Welcome to those from around the city, tuning in online around the country, and even those around the world. Uh, see you, Courtney, on there. We miss you too. Uh, Michelle, glad to see you on there. We're glad online church is happening today in church here in person. We love you. Um, and we have started our Christmas season. Amen. Amen. Love Christmas. I have determined in my heart I'm loving Christmas. Even though it started November 13th for us, I'm loving Christmas. It's the best six months in our house of the year. Love Christmas. We have four trees now, Nance. Is it four trees? Okay. Four. There's five trees. Okay. All right. We're just, we're just destroying the ozone and celebrating Christmas. They're all fake. They're all fake trees. Um, lovely. Amazing. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. We're glad you're here today. It's going to be a beautiful month. It's going to be an amazing month. We're going to finish this year uh, with the faithfulness of God. Uh, we're surrounded by friends and family and uh, some new, fam new friends in this community. We're so glad you're here celebrating with us. Introducing today a series. We're starting a Christmas series called When Heaven Speaks. When Heaven Speaks. I think it's a timely word for our church. We're going to walk through the Christmas story and we're going to walk through the moments in the Christmas story when heaven spoke to men and women. Last year, if you were here for Christmas last year, we actually did a series on the prayers of the Christmas story. We unpacked the different prayers of, uh, of Mary, and we packed, un unpacked the different prayers going through the story, and, and unpacked men and women desperate, hungry, fearful, full of faith, pouring out their heart to God. You know, it's interesting that after that series, if I had to put a mark or put a, a, um, a theme over 2022 as a church, it's been a theme of prayer. Last year, we focused, we ended the year 21 talking about the prayers of the Christmas story. And I would say, as a church, it's evident our hunger for prayer has increased in this year. From staff prayer times to personal prayer times to corporate prayer times, the prayer room was launched and growing, and you're going to see that grow even more in the new year. But we've, we've become this hunger and this practice to open up our, our, our hearts and open our mouths and start to pray, because I believe heaven is waiting to hear from us. Prayer changes things. This year, we want to talk about when heaven spoke to mankind. This Christmas, we're looking at when heaven spoke, and we're believing, like last year, how when we talked about the prayers in the Christmas story, that our prayers increase as a church. Please hear me. We're believing this year what will increase is us hearing God's voice. We need more than ever to hear God's voice in our lives, in our homes, and in our church. We need to hear the voice of God. I love Matthew 4.4. 4. It says, man, a woman cannot live on bread alone but on every word that proceeds, that comes out of the mouth of God. Listen, the life we need is found in the words he speaks. Well, they know God is still speaking. Heard someone say it like this once. It's like a radio station. It, the radio waves are going through a place all the time. But if you can just tune in, you can find that station. I want to let you know today, God is still speaking. You may have walked in here and go, I don't understand church. I don't understand faith. You need to know God is alive and he is speaking to you. See him speaking to our church, speaking to our city, speaking to our lives. And we're believing that the life we need is found in the words he speaks. Nothing changes you like a word from God. Just last week, we were talking to our son on, um, on the phone on FaceTime from Vancouver. He said, hey, I heard God speak to me. I, heard, I feel like God's saying this. I'm like, God, you're still speaking to teenagers. You're still speaking to young adults. You're still speaking to men and women. Can someone say amen? 
We believe God's voice is going to increase in our church this Christmas. We want to focus on the voice of God and God speaking to us. If you have your Bible today, Matthew chapter 1, as we start our Christmas series, Matthew chapter 1, I'm going to start reading in verse 18. How many love the Christmas story? Just love the Christmas story. There's so much truth in here. I believe God's going to encourage you today. No matter where you are in your journey, God's going to speak to you from the back to the front, from Facebook and YouTube. I want to remind you today that God is still speaking and he wants to speak to us today. Matthew chapter 1, very first book of the New Testament, verse 18. My Bible has it labeled the birth of Jesus the Messiah. It says, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins." And all this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, as was foretold hundreds years before. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Not far from us, not distant, not distracted, with us. Verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded, took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until their, the son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. This morning as we start this series of When Heaven Speaks, we'll talk on this title this morning, on this first message of three, in the, in the next three Sundays that we have allotted to us for this Christmas season. Heaven knows. If you're writing down notes, where are my notes people? Any notes people in the place? Write down some notes. Heaven knows. Heaven knows. He knows when you've been sleeping. He knows when you're awake. No, heaven, heaven knows. Let's pray. God, I thank you today. Thank you so much for these moments. We don't take them for granted. Holy Spirit, would you come even now and would you make these pages real to us? Would you awaken maybe what's fallen asleep for us in our faith? Maybe would you maybe pull off some hardness of callousness of just maybe what routine is put in? God, for those of us maybe that don't have a faith, would you spark today? Holy Spirit, would you just make yourself real today? Holy Spirit, come into this room and make much of Jesus. Jesus, we love you. We need you. We pray for these next few minutes. I pray whatever the needs are in this room, that God, you would meet them. I pray there be healings today. I pray there be miracles in relationships today. I pray this season would not just be a holiday of tinsel and of lights and of music, but it would, be a, it would be a season of God, you are with us, that we would feel your presence in every mall, every classroom, every home, every drive in our car. Would you be with us as we pray? In Jesus' name, everybody said. It's interesting as I studied the Christmas story, unpacking these prayers and these words from heaven that the first recorded words from heaven in 400 years, if you study between the Old Testament with Malachi into the New Testament, that there was silence from heaven. There was, there was, there was, no, there was no miracles. There wasn't talk of prophets prophesying. There, uh, uh, scripture is quiet. History is quiet for the most part. 
of God directing his people or his people crying out. There were remnants and people and they were, but recorded in scripture, there are 400 years of silence between the Old Testament and the New Testament. 400 years. And it's interesting as we go through the Christmas story, as we start to unpack what heaven knows and when heaven speaks to us, that what happened is after 400 years the, that God chose the first word, the first word, 400 years of silence. Men and women crying out to God, but heaven was silence. Heaven seemed far away. The heaven seemed closed. It seemed like there was a, a barrier that the very first word that heaven chose to break the silence with was a name. If you read your scripture, you'll see it in verse 20. It says, it says in verse 20, as he considered an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream and the first word was Joseph. Do you see that there? The first word in 400 years was a name. It's interesting that God did not break the silence. Men and women crying out. Wars and rumors of wars and trials and people of faith. And when heaven chose to clear its throat and break through the silence and speak through the heavens, the first word was not behold. It was not bow. It was not fear. It was not even worship. And it wasn't even repent. The very first word spoken from heaven to break the silence was a name. Joseph. When I read that this week, I felt something leap in my spirit of encouragement for this season that we're in. I want you to know today, names are important. I don't know if you know that. You know, it's, it's a challenge to remember names, and I, I, am, I am name challenged, and some of you are like, I know. I've had the conversation with many of you, hey, have we met before? You're like six times already. Uh, met many times, I've been coming to Nova for three years now. You know, some of you are like, I'm your mother. I'm like, right, Hilda, how are you? Good to see you. Um, I, 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 I was taught, and if, if you're a person that likes to study leadership and, and, and how to know people and put people at ease, you know the tricks. You, when someone says their name, you make sure you say their name three or four times in the next minute. If you say, hey, Dan, nice to meet you, Dan. So, Dan, where are you from? Dan, what do you do? Do you have family, Dan? Dan, so good to see you. I know all the tricks. But what happens is, if I can be confessed today, I'm so focused on making someone feel welcome that I forget their name the second they say it. Anybody else with me have a hard time with names? Gosh, you are such a gracious church. Um, I, I feel like we should be more like Starbucks. We should put everybody's name on their coffee cups. Can we make that happen, Cafe? It would help me. But hey, Dan, good to see you. You're so gracious. But names, the reason why we, we wrestle with trying to remember names, because names are really important. Really important. I even appreciate some of you, because, you know, some of you have moved here, and you're like, you change your names, because... Uh, we can't say some of your names. I'm like, no, 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 your name is important. We need to say it the way you would say it. And because and, names are so important. To be recognized and known is important. A person's name, Dale Carnegie, the, the great leader and um, um, motivational um, teacher, said it this way. He said, a person's name is to him or her the sweetest and most important sound in any language. You know, I've realized I've lived all over the world and I can, when I hear my name, my name perks. Have you ever been in a conversation, maybe in the lobby or somewhere else, and someone says your name over here? It's amazing how your ear hears that sound. Your name is the sweetest sound you can hear. Science proves this. I read this this week in a study. It said there are actually several regions of the left hemisphere of the brain that show greater activation, greater activity to one's own name including the middle frontal cortex, the middle and the superior temporal cortex. There's a brain activity that increases when your name 
is heard. These findings, the study says, provide evidence that hearing one's own name has unique brain functioning activation. That's why for, come on, the old people in the room like me, there was a, a, a series in the 80s and the theme song was where everybody knows your name. You know, I mean, where are the old people at? You know what I'm talking about? Norm, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The rest of you, you're all young and just blessed you right now. Just thank God you don't need Advil. Heard someone say, what's it like being 47? I'm like, you wake up every day sore and you try to think, what did I do yesterday? That's what it feels like. There's something about your name. There's something about hearing your name. The book of Matthew actually starts, the whole book of Matthew starts with listing names of Jesus' lineage, of his birth line. Very interesting. It was important for scripture. It was important when it was put down that God goes, no, no, we're going to start this New Testament. We're going to start this part of scripture listing the names that was in the birth line that the Messiah, that Jesus came out of. Because names are important. I think what's fascinating, I don't have time to unpack this today, but in, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 5, there's a lot of names, but one name that stands out to me is the name Rahab. If you know your Bible, and if you don't know your Bible, Rahab was actually a prostitute in the Old Testament, and she was far from God, and she was living in a place of shame and, and living a lifestyle and a profession that was seen as unclean and living, living really in sin, but God used her to rescue God's people. She became a messenger and a protector, and through her, saved God's people, opened door for salvation, and kept the line going. And through that, she came to know faith. She married into God's people, and is actually a relative of Jesus. Jesus' bloodline came through Rahab who was known as the prostitute. She's actually mentioned in Hebrews 11 in the faith chapter as one of the heroes of the faith. In that faith chapter, only two women are mentioned, and one of them was Rahab the prostitute. You know what that tells me today? That her name was mentioned? It tells me that God saves those with the past. It also tells me God uses those with the past. And everyone with the past is so thankful, said amen. All of us are thankful that God uses us with the past. Names are important. God starts the Christmas story, the start of redeeming mankind. Make no mistake, it's more than just a manger and tinsel and lights. It's actually a rescue plan that heaven, there was a gap between us and heaven, and God goes, it's time to start the rescue. It's time to go break mankind free from his sin and his shame. And the rescue mission, God started the greatest rescue mission, the redeeming of mankind. But he starts the conversation by saying someone's name find that interesting. Heaven knows your name today. You need to be reminded today that God sees you, God loves you. Yes, God loves the world. Yes, God loves mankind, but you need to hear this today. He loves you. Some of us have a hard time receiving that information. God, we have God as this cosmic force this, 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 this spirit, this, this light, this energy. No, 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 no. God knows your name. We could sit there for the next hour and try to wrestle that thought that the God that made the heavens and the earth, the God that was before, the God that will be after, the God of all time knows your name. In this world that seems to want to isolate and separate and fragment, and there seems to be so much division and isolation, and 
People are dying, isolated on their devices, pretending to be connected, but they feel invisible and hidden in a world that wants to separate and go, you're this side and you're this side, you're this label and you belong here and trying to put people into labels and boxes. God says, no, no, you need to know. I see you, I love you, and I know your name. You need to let that come into your heart today. The God of heaven knows your name. The Bible talks about it, Isaiah 49, 16. One of my favorite verses in all scripture. Watch this on the screen. It says, see, I have written your name on the palms of my hands. Always in my mind is a picture of Jerusalem's walls in ruins. The walls they're talking about, it's talking about walls not of a fortress, but not of a prison, but of protection. But I love that. It says, I have written your name in the palms of my hands. Whenever I think of that, I think of my wedding band. Your hands are active. Your hands are used and Today, hands loaded trucks and hands uh, set up wires and hands got kids dressed and hands drove cars here and out in front of you, active and moving. It's amazing that what's in your hands is close to your sight. Your sight is close to your heart. And God said, I have written, figuratively written your names on the palms of my hands. What he's saying is, you're never far from my sight and you're never far from my heart. God has written our names on the palms of his hand. One theologian said it this way, God the Father is a spirit. He has no physical hands, but this is a poetic imagery that means he keeps us in his mind by way of a powerful and permanent reminder in himself. Just like when I'm driving my car or I'm at the gym or I'm getting groceries or I'm setting up church, I'm reminded of the relationship I have with my wedding band. God, it's this this picture of God going, no, no, listen, there's a permanent reminder of my love for you. Your name, your name is on the palm of his hand. It is interesting, the theologian continues to know that God the Son would later come and receive more than an engraving on his own hands for the sake of the church, but with nail holes in his hands were put there out of love for us. Our names are on the hands of God and then Jesus, out of his love for us, had nail prints in his hands. We are close to the heart of God. Isaiah 43, one says this, fear not, for I've redeemed you. I've called you by name, you are mine. I've called you by name, you are mine. There's so many names in this room. There's so many names watching online. There are so many friends and people uh, we've met or will meet soon in this room. But I'll tell you this, there are no names that invoke more love or a deeper sense of passion like the names Nancy for me, Maddie, and Josh. These are the names that I'm connected to. These are my family and These names I defend, I provide for, I pray for, I'm obsessed with, I laugh with, I dream for, I work for, I long to be with. FYI, Josh, our son will be home in 12 days, but who's counting? Why? Because they are mine and I am theirs. There's a deep connection. And that's what God calls us his. He says, hey, not only does he know your name, but we are his. You need to hear today, you're not ambiguous. You're, you're not forgotten. You're not lumped in with the masses of just Nova Church or Christianity or Halifax or Canada or the world. You're actually called by name and he calls you his. He not only knows us, but there's a deep connection of love. Will that get through to your heart today, church? Because I'm telling you, if you believe this, if you understand this, if you wrestle that, hope will start to spark. 
I've seen it, you've seen the, on the Nature Channel, maybe if you've had the chance to see it, um, you know, whether it be the Serengeti or the Maasai Mara or maybe in Kruger National Park in Africa, you'll see what happens is there's a herd and then there's a predator and the predator will always try to separate and isolate the young or the weak because it can't take on the herd, it wants to isolate. Some of you feel like you're isolated, but in a forgotten way, you need to know today God sees you. You're not forgotten. You're not off on your own. You actually belong to him. He loves you. There's a protection and a joy and a hope when it comes, when you understand that the God that made you is the God that knows you. The God that knows you knows your name and he loves you and he calls you his today. It'll change the way you think about faith. It'll change the way you read the scripture. This is not a book of law. It's not a history book. It's actually a love letter from God to his people of his commitment to us. Why? Because he knows your name and he calls us his. Isaiah 49 verse one. Before I was born, the Lord called me. From my mother's womb, he has spoken my name. Let me read that again. Let it, let it, let it just sink through your heart tonight, this morning. Before I was born, the Lord called me. Before you were born, we met with a couple from the church yesterday who just had a, a baby boy a few weeks ago and hearing the story of his birth and looking at this little boy sleeping there and his little bassinet on the, on the couch and the beauty of his face and the, the miracle of his life. The Bible says before he was even born, God called his name, spoke his name. You need to know this today. God's been calling your name since your conception. I don't know the history of your birth. I don't know the story of your parents. I don't know whether it was a great relationship or one of distance, but you need to know this. God called your name before you were born. That means Courtney, he was calling your name by name. Michelle, he was calling your name online. You're watching today, he called your name. Larry, he called your name before you were born. Calls your name. Paul. Diane, he, he's called your name. You need to understand that today. There's a power when you understand that, Mark, that God has called your name. In the middle of the season you're in, and work, and life, and the hectic, and the pace, know that God, before you were born, before you had a chance to mess up your life or add to your life, before your talents and personality was known by the world, before the extroverts were out doing their extrovert things, and the introverts were doing introverted things, before you were an Enneagram or a Berkman or whatever your personality was, God called your name. It means Tiffany, God called your name. Before you were born, Dan, God called your name. There's more than the Christmas story. It's your story. It's my story. The very first words from heaven was a name, Joseph. I think God is shouting in this story of all that he could have said. He could have started with, behold, the rescue plan. He could have said, bow, for I am God. He could have said, repent, because you're far. No, his first words were a name going, I see you. I love you. In this season, more than ever, we need to know that heaven sees us. The first words from heaven in half a millennia was a name. You need to know this Christmas is more than a Christmas story. It's our story. God is still calling us by name today. It's good news, church. I believe God is still speaking. When he speaks, he wants to call you by name. Yes, he's speaking to our church. Yes, he's speaking to our country. But he's speaking to lives. He's speaking to young adults. He's speaking to teenagers. He's even speaking to children, even next door, where they learn about the goodness of God. He's speaking to you in your pain and in your triumph, in your regret and in your talent. He's speaking your name. He's been calling your name before you were born. There's hope in that today. I am not forgotten. I am not invisible. 
I am not just one of a number. I am known and loved, and I am his, and he has called me by name. There's so much joy in that today, church. Heaven ends the words of Matthew 1, this, this declaration from heaven. It starts it with the name of Joseph, but it ends it with another name. It ends it with the name of Jesus. Matthew 1, I don't know if you know this, it's the first time Jesus' name is ever mentioned. Nowhere in the Old Testament is the name of Jesus mentioned. The first time in Scripture that Jesus' name is ever breathed and mentioned in eternity is in a dream to Joseph from heaven. In Matthew 1, it starts with the name of Joseph, but it ends with the name of Jesus Christ. There's something about names. You need to know today that not all names are created equal. Our name shows value, that God values us, but saying his name declares power. In this word from heaven, the first name, our name, Joseph's name, you can put your name in there today. Todd, you can put your name in there today. Brian, you can put your name in there today. Nancy, you can put your name in there today. It shows value, shows validation. He knows me, he sees me, he loves me. But when he says Jesus' name, it declares power. There's something about the name of Jesus, isn't there? People try to pervert it and use it. They use it as a curse word. Why? Because there's something about the name of Jesus. It changes situations. People use it to uh, darken a situation or put power behind pain. But I'm telling you, you can't remove it. There's power in the name of Jesus Christ. It changes things. Philippians 2.9 says it this way. It says, therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every other name. The name of Jesus is above Michael. It's above Juanita. It's above Fernando. It's above, it's above Carol. It's above John. It's a name above all names. The name of Jesus. Not all names are created equal. The name of Jesus, hear me today, it expels darkness. In a dark place, you just whisper the name of Jesus and darkness has to flee. Why? It's the name above all names. It's above cancer. It's above depression. It's above suicide. It's above loneliness. It's above hopelessness. It's bigger than any government or politician or preacher. The name of Jesus expels darkness. The name of Jesus ignites hope. The name of Jesus welcomes the sinner. The name of Jesus heals the broken. The name of Jesus helps the saints. I love my wife, and when she prays for me, she doesn't pray in the name of Nancy. She doesn't pray, oh God, thank you for Nova Church in the name of Nova Church. She prays the name of Jesus. And even last night, praying for me as I was getting ready to preach, lays hands on me, a little five foot two, brown eyed Newfoundland woman that she is, looked up at me with a faith in her heart and said, in the name of Jesus Christ, it changes things. The name of Jesus is above all names. Acts 4.2, talking of Jesus. Salvation is found in no one else. There's no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. The name of Jesus saves lives. Saves lives. Saves us from screwing our lives up. Saves us from hell. Saves us from regret. Saves us from the pain that we're in. Saves us from the, from the, the harvest that we're reaping, from the decisions we've made. The name of Jesus saves he reaches the unreachable. Reachable, that's what Jesus does. John 14, 13, Jesus says, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do. There is power in the name of Jesus. When we pray, when we pray for you, prayer requests come in, we pray. We pray in the name of Jesus. Why? Because the name of Jesus 
has power behind it. Oh, when heaven declared after 400 years, he said your name and my name, and he said the name of Joseph to validate us. But he ended with the name of Jesus, which reveals and declares his power. There is something about the name of Jesus Christ. I am so thankful for Jesus Christ, our name and his name. Heaven starts his journey with our validation, but it moves to his declaration. And this Christmas, I want to encourage you, started with heavenly validation. You are known and you are loved by God. But it needs to switch. More than just our validation, more than just us being loved and known, it needs to switch to a declaration that Jesus can change your situation. And today I want you to remind you, say, let you get your hopes up, get your head up. Why? Because God knows your name. But there's a declaration that Jesus changes lives. Coming to church by itself does not change your life. Giving money to a legacy offering will not change your life. Putting your kids in Nova Kids, raising them, um, bringing them to Christmas concerts, getting your tickets for the 23rd will not change your life. The name of Jesus changes lives. Volunteering at food banks and helping the, the poor and nonprofits, though wonderful to do, will not change your life. Being a faithful wife or husband, which is your duty and respectable, will not change your life. But there is something about the name of Jesus. And you walked in here today, I don't know your situation, but you need to know this, that God sees you, he loves you, he values you. But he wants to introduce you to a name, above all name, that changes situations. The name of Jesus Christ, he changes situations today. He changes lives, he forgives the sinners, he welcomes the saints, he heals the broken, he lifts up the down, he fills us with his spirit, and he changes cities. There's something about the name of Jesus. Come on back, Alex. I want to pray for you today. As we start this Christmas season, you may say, I, I, I just feel like this is, I feel like I'm invisible, even in my own home. I feel like my family doesn't see me. I feel like my culture doesn't see me. I feel like my work doesn't see me. Maybe you feel like you're lost in a number. You're only seen by what you contribute, by your sales numbers, by the gifts you give, by the time you put in. Maybe you only feel like you're seen because of your talent or your influence. People always trying to get a piece of you. You need to know today that God sees you and he called your name before you were born. one of our 20 Christmas trees we have up in our house. I was looking at the ornaments this week. And we had this little ornament. It's my favorite ornament. It would have cost 50 cents. And I don't know if it was preschool or if it was Sunday school, but our daughter Maddie and Josh, they, they took their pictures and they put them inside a little wreath and they colored their, their little chubby little hands. And they, Maddie, had, Maddie couldn't say her ahs, and she talked like she was from New York. She's like, I'm coloring here. You know, forget about it, right? There's little, little curly hair, little tight little leggings, and more rolls than Ben's Bakery. Come on. She had just stuff happening, and she makes this little ornament. hangs on our tree. We have expensive ornaments. We have pretty ornaments. We have Joanna Gaines ornaments. We have, who's the other one from BC? Jillian Harris. The girl's like, Jillian Harris? I know that name. We have all these ornaments, but you know, my favorite ornament is this, these pictures of our kids. And I was reminded, going through scripture, that God called their name before they were born. Before we knew Josh and knew Maddie, before your name was spoken by a nurse or put on a birth certificate, heaven called your name. And today he wants to lead you to another name above your name, the name of Jesus that changes everything. As we start this Christmas season, I wanna pray for you. I said to Nancy this week, this will be the best Christmas ever. Why? Because Jesus is alive. And he's calling me by name. And when we declare his name, his power to change situations, 
open doors that no man can shut, close things that no man can open. It can change atmospheres and relationships. It can, get, it can take the impossible to the possible. Can it be broken and be healed. The down can be lifted up and hope can rush in because there's something about the name of... Stand to your feet today. Heaven knows your name. And heaven knows that there's something about the name of Jesus. For just a moment today, all of this place, no one moving around. Would you just whisper under your breath, take a minute. No one's looking at you. Would you just say the name of Jesus? Would you just say, Jesus, I need your help today. Would you just form it in a prayer? It might be, thank you, Jesus. It might be, help me, Jesus. It might be, I need you, Jesus. Even over your situation, it might be a relationship. God, would you, Jesus' name, would you help my marriage? It might be a financial situation. Jesus, would you help me with this place that I'm in? It might be over your mental health. Jesus, would you bring healing? It might be over a physical need. We need healing today. The name of Jesus is above cancer. It's above depression. There's something about the name of Jesus. You feel lost today? He's as close as the mention. Something happens when we say the name of Jesus. Heaven rushes in and fills the space that we're in and it changes the room. Come on, say it with me. Jesus. Say it with me again. Jesus changes the room. God, I bless our church today. Father, I thank you for Alicia. Thank you for Michael. I thank you for Corey and for Kayla. I thank you for Wesley and Emily. Father, I thank you for Tim. God, I thank you for Andrew and Ashley. Father, I thank you for Katie. God, I thank you for the men and women in this room. Oh God, that we would feel the validation from heaven that we are known and we are loved and we have been called out as his own. He is a passive, he, he is passionate, he is aggressive, and he is possessive. He loves us so much. He, thank you, heaven, that you fight for us, that you dream for us, that you defend us, that you, that you provide for us, that you protect us. Now, together, we lift up the name of Jesus. I pray this Christmas that, Jesus, you would be big in our homes. May you be quick and often on the lips of our faith in every conversation, every moment, driving and walking and school, in our waking moments, the name of Jesus. It's not just a Christmas story. God, would you make it our story today? There is something about the name of Jesus Christ. I speak salvation over this room. I speak the closeness of God. Come, Holy Spirit, and do what only you can do. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Say it with me. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Merry Christmas, church. Best Christmas ever. He is with you. He knows you. And God is for us. Amen. Have an amazing week. We love you. See you back here next Sunday. Dream team, our Christmas party. You know what I'm talking about. It's tomorrow night. We love you. Tickets come out in 45 minutes for Christmas Eve. Cafe is open. Have an amazing week.